Hey everyone, in this episode, I'm being interviewed by the awesome Grace Redmond for her Real Talk podcast. And we talk about how to change unwanted patterns by changing traumatic or bothersome memories, all about why surrender works to attract what we want, how to truly surrender, and so much more. Enjoy. What's the biggest obstacle to getting what we want? Limiting beliefs and expectations created by our past experiences. These limits create a subconscious attraction of what we don't want and block what we do want. But we can turn it all around with a powerful tapping tool called Faster EFT and leading edge law of attraction principles. In this podcast, life coach Mark Shahada explores both of these subjects with guests, as well as performs tapping demonstrations and sessions. Listen in and see for yourself how it all works. Welcome to the Tap It Out Podcast. Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. Hey loves, it's Grace Redmond. Thank you so much for joining us today on Real Talk, where I have the honor to chat with incredible people from my circles and communities. And today I am so honored to be here with Mark Shad. Mark is a certified life coach, law of attraction coach, and faster EFT practitioner. For over 35 years, Mark has made it his life study to master successful application of the law of attraction and help others attract what they want. When he discovered faster EFT in 2014, he recognized it to be the fastest way to allow the law of attraction to work in our lives. With faster EFT tapping and leading edge law of attraction techniques, Mark has helped clients find their soulmates, heal chronic physical pain and allergies, heal family traumas, and create habits of loving and confident self-talk. Welcome, Mark. Hey, Gracie Grace. How's it going? Marky Mark, it's great. I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here. So, you know, the bio I had to, uh, my, my old bio was so long. And when people would read it, I'm like, wow, wow. It's just, it's too. And so when I had to get, send you my bio, I had a hundred words and that was perfect because I had to make it concise and cut out the fluff. So I love it, but I'll I'll get, I'll get to the fluff as we talk. Okay. (laughs) So do you mind if I share how you and I met? I actually do mind. I want to keep that secret. Um, No. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So it's a super cool story because as you know, six years ago when I was embarking on getting, you know, life coach certified and NLP certified, someone said, you know, go on to social media or on whatever the internet and check out the coaches in your area. So I said, okay. So I went on and I did that. And then here comes this guy. I found you on LinkedIn and it said, you know, March had it. And I'm like, Oh, this guy, this guy looks like he's, you know, Middle Eastern and Chad. That's like my mom's, one of my mom's family's last names. I'm all, maybe I'm related to this guy. Like, how cool is that? And then I kind of just left it. And then that weekend I had um, a life coaching certification class and it was with Luke Benoit. And so I show up to class, super excited. And Luke, Shout out to Luke. I know I love him. Yeah. And so Luke tells us, you know, we're going to have a great class, great, you know, session. And I'm invited, I've invited one of my friends who's also a life coach to come and talk to you guys. And his name is Mark Shadda. Wow. I forgot about that first part. That yeah. you, that's crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. And so then I was like, oh, F, you know, that was before I was totally immersed into the signs and the law of attraction. And so then you came into the class. And you sat in the chair and you talked, you know, you talked to us, you gave um, a presentation. And then afterwards I came up to you. Do you remember? I came up to you and said, are you Palestinian from Ramallah? And you said, yeah. I said, I think I'm your cousin. And I'm like, we're all cousins. If we're Palestinian (laughs) from Ramallah, 
we're all cousins, right? Somehow. Oh, but we're seriously are we seriously are somehow because I went back and asked my uncle. So I find it fascinating. And then you actually helped me. You know, I worked with you for you know quite some time, and you did help me heal some family trauma, and you've helped me with my um, you know, food addictions. So what you do is amazing. Like I remember you said, "Girl, you're a hot mess." When you came to me, did I say that? I love it. <laughs> I really that's a, it was okay. good though. I love it. So it I'm so, so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it was how long ago was that? Like seven, six? Yeah, about years? six years. So wow. yeah. And that was the first time like you introduced me to, you know, faster EFT. So are you open? You know, tell us, tell us, tell the audience what faster EFT is. Faster EFT tapping. So yeah, you know, I, I mean, I started with law of attraction and I was a law of attraction coach for a long time. I've been studying law of attraction, you know, as it says in the bio for over 35 years. I wanted to master it. And <clears throat> it, when I was learning it back then, I was always looking for like, well, we want the law of attraction to work in our lives. And actually saying law of attraction, so many different, you know, the way people talk about the law of attraction. Um, I, I'm talking about, I, I like to talk about leading edge law of attraction, not like, oh, just think about this red car and then you're going to attract it and get it, you know, material things, just really how to utilize it in your life for fulfillment, not, and material things are fine too. But when people use law of attraction to try to make things happen like that usually doesn't work. So I studied why it doesn't work and how to really utilize it. Um, but then we have these blocks in our lives, right? We have these let's say traumas. If, if I've had um, all kinds of traumas in my life, let's say with my dad telling me negative things all the time. And I have this negative. So we learn how to talk to ourselves, our self-talk from our parents, from things that have happened from our past, from our memories. And let's say I'm uh, having the self-talk that my dad taught me. I'm not good enough. Let's say I'm not worthy. I'm not smart. Let's say he said those things to me. So if I'm trying to utilize a law of attraction in my life to be confident or to attract something that I want, but I have these programs going in my, this self-talk and these programs going on in my mind, how do I deal with that? So I was on a search for, you know, back then I called them blocks. How do you remove the blocks to allowing the law of attraction to work in our lives? And I found so many different modalities and I found, um, eventually found EFT which is tapping. And then I found faster EFT, which uh, Robert Smith created mm -hmm. and Robert Jean Smith. And what he did was he used the EFT tapping and I can go over that later if you want. And he also studied NLP neuro-linguistic programming. You're, you're certified in that, aren't you? Yeah, actually master certified. I love NLP. Amazing. Yeah. So very good. Yeah. So uh, now, faster EFT, it's even more NLP than than the tapping. And so and, and Robert also combined the idea of trance, how we how we are in trances, like when we, we we're basically we're we're living through from programs from how we're programmed in our past and these things in our minds right. and in our brains that have just automatically happened. So he studied how it works in our brain and how uh, how stress affects us and how uh, these programs affect us in our brain and how we can get out of it. So basically, I mean, uh, trying to create this, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a fast way to say this, but basically we have these, uh, our neurons that are linked to certain things in our, in our life. Well, so let's say in class, I put my hand up and I ask a question when I'm in a third grade and uh, the teacher makes fun of, fun of me and everyone laughs at me. So what happens at that time is I start to link. I, well, I get I get really embarrassed and humiliated and people are laughing at me. So what I do in my brain is I link speaking up, raising my hand, having a voice mm -hmm. and humiliation and I'm going to be made fun of. So that becomes an automatic link. And there's an idea for faster EFT uh, neuroplasticity which says neurons that are fired together are wired together. That's, so, that's a NLP um, presupposition. That's right. Mm -hmm. So this idea of speaking up and this humiliation becomes hardwired 
in, in my brain. So now, now years later, when I want to speak up or if I want to speak up in public, there's an automatic coping mechanism that protects me because it doesn't want me to feel hurt again, like I did in the third grade. And it's all subconscious, all happening in the background. Yep. So I just, I have this fear of speaking up and I don't know where it comes from, you know? So that's just a, that's just a little example of how these programs are just happening in our lives and it's stopping us from getting what we want, these exactly. patterns in our lives. Exactly. And so Robert studied how we can do that and how to reverse that, you know, how to reverse that process in a really fast way. And so basically what we do with faster EFT tapping, and it's not only tapping, but what we do is let's say I have a client that had that experience in a third grade. I would have them revisit that. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're there, third grade, asking that question or, and hear everyone laughing at you. Now, you know, this is NLP. Mm-hmm. See their faces, hear everyone laughing at you. Notice what you feel. So we have the kinesthetic, we have the visual, we have the auditory, and then we have taste and smell. These are different ways that uh, our memory, these are different kinds of memories that, that are formed. So I would have my client close their eyes and go there. And then we do something what's called a defrack, which tapping can be a defrack. We say things, we have them tap between the eyebrows, take two fingers between the eyebrows, and we say things like, it's safe to let it go. Side of the eye, I'm letting it go. Under the eye, it's safe to let it go. Collarbone, I'm letting it all go. So we can do it between the eye, uh, two hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, doesn't matter what side of your face it happens on. <laughs> Usually, I, I don't know why I like doing it to, to, you know, using two hands. Does it make a difference? Is it more powerful if you're using two hands? It doesn't matter. It really does. Whatever, whatever feels right for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with faster EFT, you studied EFT as well. With faster EFT, we have different, we have less tapping points. With, with EFT, you have on the top of the head, and you have here and here and here in different spots. We just have between the eyebrows, side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone. So if my client goes to that memory and they raise their hand, they feel humiliated. And then we tap. What we do is we're breaking them out of the trance. And that's also an NLP thing that you're breaking, trance breaking. Mm -hmm. And then they come to the current present time. And when that happens, um, we know neuroscientists know that anytime you visit a memory and then Every time you visit a memory, it's being updated based off of what you're doing in the present moment and your intention. So Mm -hmm. if I visit that memory and then I tap, it softens the those hard wirings of the humiliation and it's updated. And so when it's updated, it's a little less humiliation. Yes. And also our mind doesn't know the difference. Like when I lead, you know, guide my clients back to that humiliating moment in the mind, it doesn't know the difference. The mind doesn't know the difference between then and now. And so we create, because there's a story attached, like you said, and then we take them back and they create a new story. And what you're saying by adding the, you know, faster EFT, the tapping, it helps, like you said, the defract, break the trance and make the, it actually, it changes the entire story, the narrative. That's exactly right. Because we, you're right. We create a story. We create a belief system, beliefs around it. We Mm -hmm. can create a worldview. It's not safe to speak up. People are mean. Mm -hmm. Um, That teacher is mean. Teachers are mean. We, all kinds of things that can be attached to that one memory. So, so tapping is one way to defrag it. Another way is just to make a silly joke. So I'm in, so my client's in a silly, um, my, my, the client is at, in a third grade and humiliated. And then I'll break him out of that trance by saying a joke mm-hmm. or a distraction or, and then that laughter is updated into that memory. Or I have them visit a happy memory where they're at the beach and they're feeling the sun on their face. And, and then that is updated by the time you do a few rounds, he can, my client can think of that memory and go, well, I know it happened, but I don't feel bad. I, I can't feel that humiliation. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of changed that hard wiring and added, create a new wiring of feeling good and speaking up. So when we, when we tap it down, we call it tapping it down to a zero. Then we add a new story like you're talking about or a new feeling. Well, how would you prefer to feel when you're talking in public? I want to feel confident. I want to feel like myself. I want to be able to have people 
listen. I want to be able to help others, that type of thing. And then we create that new story and we have them practice that new story. So you create the space first, then you add that new story and magical shit happens when you do that. You're not, you're not, you're not effing kidding. Like magical shit happens. I mean, I remember when I first started working with you and, you know, remember I've been doing, by the time I met you, I've been doing self-development and therapy for, you know, decades. And, you know, I was successful, but there was still like this heaviness, but the, you know, but once I started, you know, using NLP and working with you, that shit was like magic. It just started, like I was releasing these stories. I never realized that the leaps and stories that we created from when we were a baby, you know, between the age of birth and 11, then we lived the rest of our lives like that. Who, who does, like, who does, how are we supposed to know that? Yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't know that. We just, we just know hard work. You know, we're taught just work hard for what you want, you know, and we're not taught about how to, right. how to deal with these, these programs and these stories. And so right. when you change a memory, that's, let's say we find the traumatic memories or the big ones, when you change that, a whole bunch of things are changed. The belief systems, the stories that are attached to that memory can go. And then you create new beliefs mm-hmm. and new, you know, new stories yeah. for it. You, you, so you tell know me, we, so. Well, yeah, I just wanted to say what, you know, what we actually do, Grace, is the fact that, you, like you said, you're, you don't know, we don't know if it's happening. Our subconscious doesn't know if it's happening now or later. So oh. the fact is when we go, when I go, let's say it's me again, I go back to that third grade experience. When I think about that memory, I'm making it up because it's not happening anymore. That was years ago. And I'm bringing it into my present time now. And I'm recalling it in my perception. So right. I'm making up the story. It's not real. It feels real. It did happen. But as I recall it now, I'm making it up. It's a construction in our mind. Yep. And so after we tap it down, we say, well, since you're making it up, what would you prefer to happen? And we make up a brand new story. And it's just using our imagination to say, well, you know, let's pretend, let's say that it didn't happen that way. Let's say in the third grade, I raised my hand and the teacher said, brilliant. And everyone clapped and clapped for me. And then at the end, like patted me on the, you can make that stuff up since you're making it up anyway. So it's kind of a a new way of thinking of it, isn't it, Grace? Oh, hundred percent. And also when, you know, let's, I, I can't think of an example right now for myself, but let's say you're talking about you know, you're in third grade, you raise your hand, maybe the teachers didn't really see you, but you thought she was ignoring you, then you create a story in your mind. And I mean, 90 plus percent of the time, the story we create is not even true. It's not even true. Like she didn't, she didn't see you raise your hand, but in your mind, you thought she saw you and she ignored you. And then you created that story. So the belief, a lot of times the beliefs we create are based on false stories that we made up. Absolutely. And then can you speak to what happens after that? Like what happens next time when a teacher is maybe not so nice, you just Mm -hmm. perpetuate that, right? Exactly. So then you create the belief that says, you know, when I raise my hand, the teacher is going to ignore me. And then every time you raise your hand, you know, because you have that belief, you're going to attract that situation. That's what's, you know, what's going to happen. That's right. And that's you go, see, teachers, teachers are that way, or that's right. what I, you know, or it always happens to me, you know, right. how can it always, this always happens to me. And then exactly. not only do you do it with teachers, you can do that with your boss and mm-hmm. so on and so on. Which, you know, we've seen people's patterns. I mean, I've had patterns. And then once I've started to do this work, then I say, okay, I have this pattern because of, you know, of this belief. And then we fall into the victim, you know, mentality, which that's a whole nother subject. But now we're coming into the law of attraction. Yeah. So the beliefs we have create the life we live. That's right. So I want to take you back. Yeah. Um, I, I love your story. And you've been studying the law of attraction for 35 years. I remember you said you'd get um, Esther Hicks, Abraham in the mail. So tell me how it started and take me back because you have some fun, interesting stuff that you've done prior to being um, a coach. Okay. So, so, you know, I have to um, thank my aunt, Lemmy, Lemmy's for sending me an Abraham Hicks tape. And I'm like, oh, what is this kind of weird, you know? And then... And then, uh, oh, it's channeling. What the hell is uh, that? Was in my twenties. Like this right. is weird. I thought it was weird. But then the information. I couldn't deny the information here. Oh man, that's good. I mean, what they're saying is amazing. And then so I started to get the workshop tapes of the you know of the workshops that they would have. 
And I remember thinking every question that somebody asked, Abraham would be able to answer it with this amazing wisdom and without ever being stumped. So I'm like, oh, man, this is the best information I've ever heard. And the answers are just completely amazing. I've never heard someone have that brilliance. And so I, I, I eventually said, I need to check this out for myself because I don't know. I was in my 20s. I was skeptical or a little bit. Like I'm like, well, if I'm going to really get into this, I want to make sure I'm going to see it for myself. So I went, I, I went to a Abraham Hicks seminar and I actually got on the hot seat and I asked, was able to ask a question. Did? Yeah. Tell me about that. I remember because, you know, I have had an issue about speaking in public and I'm still, you know, I'm not someone who likes a lot of attention or, and I've been introverted and um, I've come a lot out of that. But so my question to Abraham was, I said, well, can you talk to me about being shy? Because I'm shy. Uh, I sometimes I'm shy. And then they said, well, we don't feel that from you now. And I said, well, I'm kind of holding back. I'm kind of, you know, and they, and they, they, they explained how there's different ways of being shy. There's ways of, in a way where you feel in, uh, inferior to people and just scared of people. And then there's a way where I don't know how to, it's been a while since I heard it, but basically saying how maybe the idea of where you're at in your life, you're, you're not going to resonate with a lot of people or what you have to say. So it was, I guess that what they were trying to say is your shyness is not a weakness. It's just, it's just this idea of where you are. Uh, you're not going to resonate with everybody, I guess. No. And also what just came to me was you're just on a different vibration. We're not going to be on the same vibration as, as everyone. And when we're not on the same vibration and when we don't understand what vibration means, we feel like we don't belong. Yeah. Um, but in reality, just we're not on the same vibration and we're not going to be a match for everybody. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. They made it, they made it okay for me. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, I thought it was kind of a weakness. So yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I was the same. So I, I can't remember exactly when I first got introduced to the law of attraction. I mean, it was many, many, many years ago. And of course, a part, you know, I was much younger and part of me was like, okay, that's freaking crazy. Like what? that's, huh? that's so crazy. Like, you know, and then it wasn't until, you know, many years later where I think during the Christmas break and it was, the weather was nuts. And I literally listened to like 30 hours of Abraham Hicks. And like you said, it just made sense. And ever since then I've been practicing the law of attraction and I swear by it. And same thing. I'm just refining it. Like you have been. And once you introduced me to Joshua, you know, Yeah. That's like advanced level law of attraction. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is insane. Like we yeah, need to so teach everyone this. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Gary Bodley. Who, yeah. who, who, Gary Bodley. Who, who's, who channels Joshua. And yeah. Gary Bodley is like my age. He's fun. He's, you know, because Abraham Hicks, Abraham, uh, Esther Hicks, I didn't, they were, they were a different generation from me and they were just, you know, I love the information, but Esther herself, I didn't, you know, necessarily resonate with her, but, but Gary Bodley, I found him online and I, actually I was told about him and he's just a regular guy. He had a podcast and he's just a regular guy who's just real and swears and my age and fun and goofy and, and he channels Joshua. And so they've had, they have a uh, four or five books out, amazing books. One of the best lit law of attraction book is called a perception of reality. I've read them all. I've read all his books. Did you, you read them all? That's right. See, I'm forgetting about this stuff too. I I read them all. I mean, that was life changing for me. Once I got into the Joshua series um, and then I started gifting them to people. Yeah. Uh, And it's just been incredible. One of the, you know, one of the principles of the law of attraction is surrender. Big time which has one of been one of the hardest things for you know me to practice because we have this idea that surrender means give up. Yes. And you know for someone who's strong-willed as me like like I'm not, I'm like rocky like I ain't giving up. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so can you speak to that to the surrender acceptance? I I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because that is a huge thing. Surrender and you're absolutely right you think you know 
You know, there's an, okay. So an example of is if I'm 20 pounds overweight and I want to lose weight. So, well, there's, I don't know, this is, I guess this is related to surrender, but if I look in the mirror and I, and myself, and I'm looking, you know, at my naked body and I'm like going, ugh, I got to go to the gym. Well, I'm doing it from a, from a, a feeling of self-hate and resistance, resistance and self-hate and any action that you do from that point, you're not going to have long-term results, success. So if I, but if I say, well, I have to love my body, if I have to, I have to love my body. It feels like, like, again, it feels like, well, if I love my body, then that's like a surrendering to, to where I am right now. And if, and if, and people think if I'm surrendering to where I am right now, then I'm just going to stay that way. And I'm not going to, you know, so what we, what we've taught, what we've been taught is to motivate ourselves. I need to get to the gym. I need to get my fat ass up to the gym. And that's kind of like this morning. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, me too. And so, so the idea of surrender, uh, Abraham Hicks, they call it uh, the art of allowing. So, so this idea of when I want something, instead of trying to make it happen, instead of creating goals, writing it down, thinking about it all the time, visualizing it, trying to make it happen, that's actually the opposite of surrender. That's actually, you know, so we, we're actually getting in our own way by doing that. We're getting in our own way by trying to make it happen. Surrendering means you know what? My job isn't to make it happen. My job isn't to figure out the timing of it. My job isn't to figure out the details of how it's going to happen. Because the idea is the universe uh, has a better idea and has a higher perspective than I could ever imagine. You know, people, or yeah. you could say God. God has mm-hmm. a bigger perception and bigger plan, better plan than I could ever do. So surrender is surrendering to that higher power, surrendering to your inner self or the universe or God and saying, you know what I want, help guide me there. And then my job is to align with that good feeling. Let's say say my inner self, my spirit that's connected to the universe or God. My inner self never would never call me a fat ass, would never think I'm I'm not where I should be, would never think, you know, that I'm not doing well. And it's, it's complete love, right? So how do you align with that complete love is to feel good, to, to, to work on feeling good every day. When you're feeling good and you're thinking thoughts that resonate and align with that inner self, the universe, then you start to get help from the universe. You start, you know, they start to orchestrate events on your behalf. They start to give you ideas. And that idea is inspiration. You know, that's, an, that's what inspiration is. So it's not yes. motivation, it's inspiration. So surrender is all of that. Surrender is letting go of the how and the when. Surrender is letting go of really trying to make things happen. Because when you're trying, you you have this urgency and you have this usually, not always, but usually it's from not a relaxed state. When you're not in a relaxed state, your vibration goes down. You are actually at that point blocking what you want. Surrender is, all right. My inner self knows what I want. My job isn't to make it happen. My job is to feel good, as good as I can, tap, work on blocks, work on things that are blocking me from feeling good. Why am I not feeling good today? Mm-hmm. That's my job. Okay. And then when you start to do that, you trust in, in the perfect timing that it'll happen, what you want will happen. So what do you think of that, Grace? Yeah, I love it. And something that just came to me, because you said, you know, um, you let go to God, it's like that saying from Al-Anon, let go and let God. I love that. That's one of my favorite yes. uh, affirmations. Let, yes. go, let, let God. go and let God. And, and that's what surrender is, is, okay, letting go, letting God, having faith and trust. And it's not, you know, like people are afraid, well, if I surrender or if I, you know, accept where I am, I'm, I'm going to stay here. I'm not happy here. But no, surrender and acceptance is, okay, I recognize where I'm at and I'm eager for more and better. Absolutely. And then taking the inspired action, because we absolutely have to take action. I think a lot of people think, you know, with the law of attraction, I'm just going to sit on my couch and it's going to come knocking on my door. That's not how it works. It's you do take action. It's just the action comes from a place of faith, trust, love, instead of 
control, fear, and resistance. And then when we visualize, we don't have to have the details. I, what I do is I visualize the emotion. Like, how do I want to feel? Yeah. So when we add the emotion to, you know, surrender and then, you know, be open. And when you want to create kind of, you add the emotion to what you want. It just, like you said earlier, it just comes together like fucking magic. Oops, sorry. <laughs> it just comes together like magic. No, I know. I mean, when you, when it starts to flow in your life and I, I and I'll tell you, Grace, it didn't come easy for me. Like it's been a, <laughs> it's been something to practice and then, and fail and practice and like, okay, when you, whenever you go, I'm attracting something and then, all right, then I'm, I'm not trying hard. And then like a month later you go, well, where's my shit? Like, oh, where is it? Right when you do that, you kind of, again, you're blocking it because you're kind of forcing the timing of it. Exactly. You know? And also, so you're not trusting. Yeah. Beliefs. You know, if I have a, you know, unconscious belief and although I want this, but I have a belief, then that's going to be a conflict and I won't be able to, you know, attract to me that what I want until I figure out the belief system. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's why we like faster EFT. I, I say faster EFT tapping is, is the best tool that I found to allow the law of attraction to work in our lives, because we have all this stuff that's weighing us down. That's uh, affecting our beliefs. That's affecting our self-worth, our expectations. And so we have these, uh, we are attracting in a subconscious way things that we don't want. And that's the patterns. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think I talked about this in my blog this week. So when I focus on the things I don't want, then I get more what I don't want. And so that's how I created success earlier in my life was by, okay, and um, let's see, this is broken. I'm going to fix it. Well, that was like a hustle and grind. And I burnt out. Yeah, I was successful, but I didn't enjoy it because I was exhausted. Now I'm learning, which is not easy, Yeah. how to create with ease and grace. Grace. Not easy. Ease and grace. It's not easy. easy. Ease and grace, Redmond. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not easy because we have it's, this belief. No, it's not. And I did the same grind with my businesses. Same grind. And I had to learn. You know, because it's tough, man, you need to, you're not working a nine to five, you need to, you know, the idea of I need to figure out how I'm going to bring money in to pay my bills. Yeah. And that, right. and that when you're fighting against that, when you're trying to have a business that that's flowing and fun, with that inner stuff going on, um, it takes some work to tap on that and to work on that and to trust, like you said, the surrender is I'm so happy you brought that up. because it's like the biggest key to law of attraction. It's just sure. the biggest key and it's, it's a practice and it's an art, the art of allowing the art of surrender. That's practice. That's something to do every day. For sure. And, you know, and I practice every day and I fall off the wagon. Um, but also I notice when I fall off the wagon because there's, and then I go into the low vibration. It's because there's another layer of healing that needs to be done. And we can't always stay in the high vibration because we have to have a contrast. Yeah. When I fall into the low vibration and I start, you know, having a dark night of the soul, it's because there's another layer of healing that needs to be done. I love that. And then, you know, I start going through that healing to get me back to the vibration. So I feel like every time I dip, it's because I'm leveling up into a higher vibration. But before I get to that higher vibration, I need to, you know, I need to dip down, clean yeah. up some more, you know, heal, you know, shit and trauma and then it's like, I like Donkey Kong. Every time <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you're going to level up. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. It's the Donkey <laughs> because, Kong. Come on. Yeah. Like we can't always be, you know, in this high vibe. I mean, I'm a high vibration snob, but like we're human. We're going to no, have all I, kinds of emotions and the contrast is necessary. You know, it's great that you said that because you're, you're so right. I, and I, I, I think we've learned from Joshua is you know, everything that happens to us is for us, right? And so that's huge if you can if you if you can get your mind around to thinking that way. Because then, as you know, Grace, the questions that we ask ourselves are really, really important. So if some if I'm going through a dip and if I'm asking questions like, uh, why is this happening to me? Why why me? Why now? You can spiral down even more and more and more and more and more and more. 
Oh yeah. What if I ask a question? All right, it's happening. Um, this is a gift because it allows me to clean up something like you're saying uh, to get to the next level. This is a, this is an opportunity to clean up stuff. So how is this for me? Now that, if you ask that question, because your mind and your subconscious will answer the questions that you ask, right? Yep. And the universe will too. That's a law of attraction. If you're asking, why is this always happening to me? The universe is going to give you more of the same of that. Right. Yes. So how, so how is this for me? Then you go, oh, okay, I need, you know, I know I want to be here and I got some stuff here that I need to clean up. And so that, so that you can go through a period with, of a downtime with grace, you know, like you're saying, and with patience and with, with actually self-love, because if you're going, Ugh, you know, we torment ourselves, Grace, and we don't even know we're doing it. Oh, hell yeah. Hello. <laughs> it becomes our normal. Yeah. It just becomes our like, that's how we talk to ourselves. And that's how we look at life. And then we torment others. And then we're not as nice to other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm thank goodness I've come a long way with that, where now immediately my thoughts get reframed. Like when I go to that negative self-talk, I mean, within seconds, it, it turns around. Um, but yeah, I mean, most probably until I was in my, you know, mid forties or, or late forties, it's like that self-talk is sabotaging. Yeah. It's horrible. You would never speak to anyone the way you speak to yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's good stuff. And I, I just, I, I remember we met so long ago and then we'll bump into each other uh, every once in a while. And you're, and Grace, you're always doing some class. You're always doing some workshop and I'm, and and then I, you know, you, you start schooling me on stuff and like, oh man, great. I, I'm just seeing your evolution because of not seeing you that often and then seeing you I'm like, wow, Grace, you know, I, I don't know. It's just awesome to see uh, all the work that you're doing and how you're just changing, you know, and I, I'm changing. It's like yeah. how this, this work changes us. It really does. And it changes and changes us in such an incredible, you know, amazing way. I think the biggest piece for me about my change and transformation and continued transformation is to set the example mm. that, you know, we don't have to stay in a victim mentality. We don't have to stay in the lack mindset. Like we have a choice. And by me living the example and making the changes, I'm that small pebble in the pond and I'm setting the example for my kids and for, you know, the other people in my life to show like, I don't want them to live like in a stressed out, um, unworthy type of way. We, that's, that's not how God wanted us to live. We came, you know, into this world as a spirit and birth, our birthright is abundance. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can teach, you know, just one person how to live an abundant life, then we're, we're you know, that's the job. That's what, that's my passion. Yeah. I want to live in, in, in a fun, I know we're all going to have challenges. It's not Pollyanna, but just living in a, from a better frame of mind, from a better, from your source, from your spirit, from your heart. Yeah. And, and also this thing of, you know, you learn these powerful tools and then you want to help everyone and you want to help your friends. And I don't know about you, but I've had to learn how to, all right, you know, they're not asking for your help right now, Mark, like, you know, so this acceptance also, you know, accepting people where they're at and knowing that that's their journey. And I have my journey. If they're coming to me for help, that's one thing. So like you said, an example being that example is, you know, Abraham Hicks says, that's the best way you can help somebody. Yes. It's just, you know, be, do your thing. Yes. And people can, when they're ready, if they look at you and they can think, oh, how's Grace doing that? And they might come to you. If not, it's their journey. And, um, and you know, as life coaches, we have to be able to uh, accept where people are and f- be, and find that that's fine. They, no one yeah. want, not everyone wants your tools. You know, no, no. Not, no one cares. Not, I mean, I don't, right. I don't mean no one cares, but I don't know. I just have to real rem, remind myself that n- tapping is not for everyone. Your way of looking at things, not for everyone, or they might not be ready or they're on their own journey. And I have exactly. to be okay with that. Yeah. That's going to one of the hardest things for me to accept because there's people in my life that I love so much. And I'm like, yeah. if you just did this, but they're not ready for it. But what I've also realized is, they're watching and you don't even realize they're watching. Totally. So 
Yeah. And I'm sure this is true for you. It's like you're creating an impact that stretches much farther and wider than you're even aware of, Mark. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, that pebble. And and also, if I'm looking at, let's say, my wife and I'm like, wow, she's tripping or she's doing this or she should be doing this. Why isn't she tapping? Well, what, what am I? And Abraham Hicks has helped me to realize when I do that and when I look at somebody else and and like, I guess, judge them or think that they should be farther along, my vibration is going down. 100%. And so so there, so that's affecting me. Not only that, but I'm not able to help my wife, Kelly, let's say, if I'm not seeing her where she wants to be. I'm seeing her where she is. And the best way for us to help other people is to see them where they want to be and to not mess up my own alignment at, at the same time. So that's tricky. And that takes it's practice. So yeah. I mean, I think I experienced it in my home, you know, over the last, well, maybe last month. Where, okay. I dipped into a low vibration because everything's energy. And I noticed how, you know, Mike and the kids also dipped into that you know, with me. Yeah. Um, because I was focusing on everything they were doing wrong. And I started focusing on all the shit I dipped, they dipped and I'm like, Oh shit, I created this mess. Okay. <laughs> so, so I slowly, you know, I started to get, you know, my groove back and I started my gratitude practice again. I swear to you, you can ask Mike, like within a week, like the whole energy of the house changed yeah. because I started to focus. Okay. This is what they're doing. Right. Instead of all the shit they're doing wrong. I love that. This is what they're doing. Right. Because we're going to see, and we're going to attract what we focus on. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. And something I think we take for granted. I mean, obviously I took it for granted last month is gratitude. Yeah. And we think it's like, Oh, it's corny. It's like a cliche word. But gratitude really is a key, key ingredient. It's like magic. Yeah. You know, and Robert Smith, um, shout out to Robert. He has uh, something called the happy journal. And so it's not only going back to memories and changing them and rewriting memories, but it's also, what are you doing on a daily? What are you doing? What are you practicing? Because we get what we practice. So he has what's called the happy journal, which sounds corny too. When I heard that happy journal, happy journal. I'm not doing a happy journal. I'm a man, you know, but, uh, but it's really, it's really actually pretty freaking powerful is, you know, it, uh, quickly, he has five things, but I'll just say three of them are um, affirmations. Have affirmations. Time but yeah, well, affirmations. We have time for five. Okay. Affirmations that we uh, align with and affirmations that we resonate with. So you practice that, you know, I like to do in the morning affirmations. My affirmations are, you know, nothing is more important than that. I feel good. That's Abraham Hicks. Um, let go, let God, everything's always working out for me. I'm never alone because sometimes grace, we try to solve problems alone and we realize, man, we have access to help, whether it's God or the universe or inner selves. We're working too hard. So I'm working yeah. way too hard at this. I'm not alone. I can be, do, or have anything I want. Affirmation. And I start, you do them every day. You start to repeat the same ones and that's fine. Gratitudes, like you're saying, super important. What am I grateful for? My phone, my, where I live, a roof over my house and my wife and my health and my friends and family and these opportunities and Robert and Faster EFT and the Law of Attraction, Abraham Hicks. I mean, you practice that and then you get good at spewing off what you're grateful for. So you're creating these, this new self-talk, this new awareness, this new kinds of habits, you know. The third thing, uh, Robert has goals and dreams in your life. So writing down goals and dreams. But you're not going to write down goals and dreams every day. So what I do as a daily process is uh, daily positive general intentions, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like a goal for the day. What do I intend for today? And not specifics. I, you know, like you said, you don't have to go for the specifics. But generally, I, wanna, I intend to feel good. I intend to laugh more. I intend to look for more things to be grateful for. I intend to um, uplift others. I intend to see the best in others. I intend to have fun today. Just general intentions setting. So if you set off your day for these three things, let's just say affirmations, gratitudes, general intentions, you're setting your, you're setting the tone of your day pretty good and you're oh, practicing. 100%. Yeah. Well, what they say is the most successful people in the world, they all have, you know, morning routines, which includes 
you know, something similar to what you talked about. Yeah. And what I love is, you know, I mean, I won't go into this, but um, how Elrod, the miracle morning, and, you know, if you just pick a few of the miracle mornings, which one of them is affirmations and intentions, you create the, your day, you create the day, you take charge of the day instead of the day taking charge of you. So I'm really big on morning routines, even if it's just 15 minutes. Um, and it, it makes it, it makes a difference. Well, think about it, Grace. Like, and it doesn't have you even have to take five minutes because if, if things are too long for me when I'm starting a practice, if they're too hard, I won't do it. So I like to make things really easy. But think about if I'm if right. I didn't do that. Totally. And let's say I'm going. Let's say I have a nine to five job. I'm going to work. What am I doing instead, Grace? I'm going. Uh, what's my boss going to do now? What's that person I got to work with? Oh, I have this this work that I have to do. Oh, this drive. I'm going to hit traffic. You know. I mean, if you're not doing the positive, you're doing the negative, right? So if you go, what, what are my intentions for today? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to music on my way to work and I'm going to see the best of my boss. And I'm going to try to see the best in, in my coworker who usually bugs me, you know, and then maybe on the yeah. way tap on that, my, my, see my person who bugs me at work and like, let it go, let it go, let it go. And when you do that, you start to see, actually, when you tap out the negative stuff, the negative expectations, you start to generally see, oh, you know, I do like it. I do like this about that person. I do. They are funny and they yeah. have helped me at work or whatnot. So you're just setting the tone yeah. and uh, you, you're also setting what you're going to attract for the day. I have a few, a few of these stories where I was working with clients where they worked with someone that was just annoying or they didn't like them. And then we started working on, okay, like what's the gratitude there? You know, just let's focus on the good things. You know, what's crazy. There's been more than one instance where that person left the company or they moved or they weren't in their space anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I swear that's a part of focusing, you know, on the ground a lot of the times. Yeah, totally. Not amazing. Yeah, super crazy. I love it. I love this stuff. I love that I could be here with you for hours. I'm sure we're going to, you know, get together again. It comes to, you know, the law of attraction and all of this fun stuff. But what I'd like, I want to ask, tell us something fun about yourself that maybe a lot of people don't know. <laughs> um, fun about myself? Let's see. Fun about myself? All right, let me think about this here. Um, well, I, I like to play poker with my friends. We haven't done it in a while, but I like to play you know, because of COVID. But I like to play poker um, I like to, I'm goofy. I like to just make silly jokes all the time. Like if, like if, uh, you know, I'm with a group of people and, and a, a friend's coming in, you know, we say, we, we, uh, pretend like you're asleep. So everyone pretends like you're asleep and they come in <laughs> you know, just, just stupid stuff like silly humor. That's yeah. fun. I think, um, I don't know. I like to travel, uh, so love to travel. Were you a DJ? Weren't you a DJ? I was a music producer. That's kind of cool. I had a recording studio. I had a music producer, uh, a, a recording studio in San Francisco, um, doing hip hop music. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's something about you that I think is super cool and I love. It's like you're a huge Prince fan. Huge Prince fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned a lot about production from Prince. Um, oh, and you know, I got my Prince peeps and we go dancing. Yeah. You're super fun. Like that's super fun. Yeah, that is super fun. I liked it. I, you know, I used to go, you remember, um, the Wolfgang's in the Palladium and, you know, yeah. Go dancing. yeah, I love music. So me too. And, and that's what it's about. And I know, you know, it's like for me right now, the message is, you know, fun and fabulous fun. And to some people it might seem, you know, Pollyanna or silly, but in, in reality, when we are having fun, then we're experiencing joy. Then we open ourselves up to so much more. And part of, I think my healing journey and maybe it's been part of your healing journey is music. Absolutely. I mean, think you about know. it. Why the hell are we here, Grace? Well, right? Are we here to suffer through life and to oh. complain? And that's okay if we are. It's okay if we're suffering. If we're in a if, if we're in a dark night of the soul, you know, you can't force yourself out of it, but you can love yourself out of it little by little. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. Acceptance. Absolutely. And and that's a big thing. Like, you know, some people call it spiritual spiritual bypassing, like always being happy or always being in a high vibration. No, like we're gonna have the contrast 
we're going to have, you know, times where, you know, we dip. And like you said, when we're in those places, honor it, feel it, have compassion for yourself and self-love because it's happening for you. There's a lesson there. And then, you know, you'll come, you know, come right, right back up. So yeah, it's all, it's all great stuff. And it's been just an honor and a privilege to know you like what a blessing that I got to meet you right when I started, you know, my own journey. That's, that's God's, you know, that's gotten God's hands that he put you there at that time. I'm so grateful. I mean, you saw me on LinkedIn and then you met me, we, we met each other. That's, that's some crazy stuff right there. It really is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so grateful for you and yeah. you're amazing. I mean, you helped me through a lot. So tell our audience where they can find you. Thanks, Grace. Uh, it's an honor to, to know and to be your friend too. And, uh, and then we know Kelly Green, yeah. a, a mutual friend. I mean, it's a small world, isn't it? Such a small world. Grew up in San Francisco, both of us, right? No, actually, I grew up in San Mateo. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, you, but uh, okay. So, how people can find me is I, I do have my website, uh, markshahada.com, um, but I I like to send people to my Facebook group. So my Facebook group is the Tap It Out Tap It Out group. Um, so if you go to Facebook and groups and and search for Tap It Out, you'll find me. And um, then I have a podcast, a Tap It Out podcast by Mark Shahada. Um, if you go to my group, you, you'll find links to my podcast. But it's also if you search anywhere that you listen to podcasts, search for Tap It Out. I'm going to eventually put this one at, and share the, our conversation and share you with, with my audience. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I'll share all those links also um, in the podcast um, and in the video. So all that information will be there for our audience so they can get in touch with you and they can experience your magic. Perfect. Thanks so much, Grace. You're welcome. It was so awesome to have you here today. That was fun. Time yeah. flew by. It's a lot. It's been a it flew by. It flew by. Yeah. Don't go. Right. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been so fun. And next time, till then, keep moving towards your fabulous life. Make Thank it a great you. day. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redman Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life. Thanks for joining us on the Tap It Out podcast with Mark Shahada. We hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time.